0: So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, FemRegard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network.
1: We're making an ad. Snapping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep has he been canceled Was alec baldwin the one who killed somebody i hear that gary sinise is free oh, okay great he hasn't worked since 2020 <clears throat> so um what would be the script that we would have
2: gary sinise say for the napping through happy hour podcast
1: listen to this damn show damn it the
2: You're... napping through happy hour podcast brought to you by geekscape
1: real life real drama real time i'm gary sinise that's the end. That's, That's the end. <laughs> That's the end.
3: Welcome to another venomous episode of horror movie night this week we are continuing our conversation about snakes on a plane which you may recall was picked by gelsey gelsey i gotta ask why the hell did you pick this again
2: because it's the greatest film
3: known to the humankind <laughs> look i'm a fan of an underdog kind of a
2: movie i like when everyone's gonna be like that's gonna be shit and then you watch it and you're like i was kind of wrong that was kind of a good time
3: I think my biggest problem with Snakes on the Plane is how much build it had at the time. I remember, like, I feel like this is one of the first viral movies that like went viral as we were leading up to it being released. And I'm not going to lie. It took me three days to watch this. Not because I was like put off by it. I just, there was so much going on that I kind of just, I tried to squeeze it in as I could for a movie called snakes on a plane. I expected just a little bit more. There were definitely some snakes on the plane, but There there was a lot of snakes on that damn plane, but I was, I was hoping that the, it was turned up to 11. just a little bit more.
2: I don't know when like the oxygen masks release and just snake's release, that's kind of an 11 for me. Like now every time I'm on a plane, I think of that and
3: I always check the toilet. I, I think I checked the toilet even before I saw this. Chris, me too. what that are was, your feelings What are your feelings on snakes on a plane? I think this was
4: a genius idea for a movie. just from the title of the movie alone, I was interested. Then I found out that Samuel L. Jackson was the star of it. I'm like, all right, I'm in. And then, of course, of course, I mean, I can't believe we're going to talk about this already. But the quote, the quote, you knew that the quote was going to sell the entire world. Enough is enough. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. And the whole world, It's it was the greatest line to sell this movie. At that point, everybody's laughing, and I just... I don't know. I thought it was genius on every level of marketing, and I didn't know that there was shit talking on this before it came out. And if there was, Gelsey and Dylan, I want to bring up another movie that people were talking a lot of shit on before it came out. A little movie called Titanic. So, I knew you were going to say Titanic. Uh,
2: Damn it, uh, I knew it. I was like, it's going to fucking say Titanic.
4: I am going to go right for it. And I'm going to compare Snakes on a Plane to Titanic oh, right Jesus. off the start here. Because apparently, both movies. People had these expectations that it was going to be a giant failure. And I don't know. Neither movies seem like failures to me. They both seem like classics.
2: I kind of wish Samuel would be in Titanic now and be like, I'm sick of these motherfucking icebergs. (laughs) Like that needs to be made.
3: He could have, he could have definitely taken over like the Billy Zane role. Uh, yeah. I love Billy Zane in Titanic, I but I think Samuel Jackson would have been awesome in it. I like Billy Zane in I- an ironic way in Titanic. That's that's the version of Billy Zane that I like in there. Snakes on a Plane. I feel like I remember there being a lot of hype for it. Not necessarily negative. I mean, There was. It, it was like yeah. everywhere you turned, you saw a poster. Just kind of like on like
2: yeah. the construction walls of New York. It was like the 20 in a row kind of thing. But it was like, what is this?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And- Speaking of the cast, we got to talk about the cast of this movie a little bit because I feel like it's a little bit of an all star cast in a very strange way. Of course, we got okay. Sam Jackson in the yeah. pilot role. We got David Keckner, who you may know as Todd Packer from The Office, playing <laughs> the exact same type of character as he <laughs> tends to play, which is a total creep.
3: <laughs> yes, for sure. We, we've got uh, Puka Shell. Nathan Phillips. Who
4: is that guy? Sean I didn't Jones. know that guy. Dude, I
3: have no idea. I pulled this up and I was like, "Who is this?" Like that. I, I mean, I was waiting to see a lot more uh, younger folks who have now turned into stars, and I saw this guy, and I don't, I don't know what else he has done. Yeah, at all.
4: Yeah, and I kind of wonder what he's done in the movie the whole time, but we'll get to that because he's kind of. He does.
3: He disappears <laughs> for a little bit, he, and we'll he, definitely get there. He's
4: kind of pointless in the movie too. But uh, oh, we, we got. The fabulous Keenan Thompson.
3: Marathon Saturday Night Live cast yeah, member. Yeah, for Kenan sure. Thompson. His career is, Saving yeah. the day.
4: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Hey, and I can't believe another thing we'll get to, how they didn't take advantage of the fact they had Tim Riggins, who you may know as Taylor Kitsch in this movie, And he was one of the first two people killed. How are you going to kill Riggins that quick? Holy shit, that was
2: him. I had no idea. You didn't know that was Tim Riggins?
3: Uh, Taylor Kitsch.
2: (laughs) Sometimes I feel like movies, though, they will do this thing, which is what I would do if I had a movie, where you bring on some bigger names. And you're like, people are going to think because they're a bigger name, they're going to survive. And so it's that shock value of like, let's kill them right away. Like, did y'all see The Hunt? Yes, with, yes. Like, and it was was it Emma Roberts and someone else? Like all these big people. And I was like, oh, they're in it? And like the first two minutes, they <laughs> killed him. And I was like, wait, what? Made me right. keep watching.
3: Right. It definitely catches you off guard. Now, mm-hmm. the setup for snakes on a plane is insane. It's, it's absolutely insane. We start off in Hawaii. And right now, there's a mob boss or a gang boss by the name of Eddie Kim. And he has a prosecutor strung up on a tree. And basically, we have no idea where this is going. And Puka Shell Sean, which is what I, how I'm going to refer to him from here on out. Because basically, the only description I find of him is dirt bike rider and surfer Sean. And that's, that's all I know mm-hmm. about him. Kyle, he stumbles upon this scene and... basically becomes the star witness in the upcoming trial for eddie kim and eddie kim is trying his best to kill puka sean we get to the plane and we see snakes being loaded onto said plane foreshadowing that this is going to happen and basically this is eddie kim's attempt to kill sean which i think it's even brought up in the movie but what an insane way to try to assassinate somebody (laughs) Like, aren't there
2: pills you could just, like, like roofie him, but, like, death roofie? I'm calling it death roofie now.
4: I thought it was pretty genius. I <laughs> I thought that that uh, the character, the FBI agent played by Sam Jackson and Puka, Shell, Kyle, or whatever his name is, I, <laughs> we'll they, go Kyle. they were we'll supposed, go Kyle to, be, they were supposed to be taking this commercial flight to cover up yes. the fake flight. That they thought that Eddie Kim's people might think they're on. But they did a kind of yeah. bad job
3: of They did an awful job. Yeah. I mean, at one point they're like, they think we're on that plane, but we're gonna be on this plane. And right. the entire time they're like, nah, bro, they're on they're on this plane. Yeah,
4: they they did a very Put <laughs> the snake's bad on guy.
3: that one. <laughs> Fuck that plane. <laughs> um yeah,
4: but anyway, the, the the setup is here. We know what's going on. There's snakes on this plane. And I gotta ask both of you. Now we're setting up the characters. We're learning their personalities. They're very yeah. stereotype personalities very, of all, all these yeah. people on the plane. You got the rapper, you got the shoeless heavy woman, <laughs> you got <laughs> you got uh, the complete asshole, you got the woman with a per- with a dog in her purse. You got all all these different characters. Who are you rooting for to get snaked first? Dog in the bag. Dog in bag? Whoa!
2: What? I know. Oh my god! Explain why? No, not the actual dog. The woman with the dog in the bag. Oh,
3: okay. I thought the dog did like, nothing. Oh my god like, fuck that dog. <laughs> I was like, damn, we are taking a stand eight minutes in. Fuck I was like, that get dog. Get out of the bag, dog. Walk. You're a dog. <laughs> I will say, as soon as they showed that dog in the bag... I, I, it has been a while since I've seen this. I Probably the last time I watched this was when it first hit DVD. So I'm re-watching it, and I'm like, that fucking dog is done. Like, that, that, that yeah. dog is over. Um, same with the British asshole, which is probably my go-to. Like, yeah, th- that, that, that guy. Well, Fuck that guy.
4: Yeah, British asshole. I, at first, I was like, okay, he's going to be first one to go. But then, obviously... We had to build him up for the most brutal snake death possible, which, you know, eventually happened. And it involved the dog in bag. But who I was rooting for, who ended up just being a tertiary character, and I'm sure she eventually got eaten by a snake. I didn't really see her pop up again. But there was a woman who, when the snakes first started making their way and people didn't really know yet, there was a shoeless woman on the plane. Yeah. Who has bare feet on a plane, I was rooting People for the that. snake.
2: <laughs> so no, that was I was your, on a flight not too long ago. Yeah, and I've looked over and I'm like, their shoes are off. Yeah, there's so many problems with this. Jeez, I'm I mean, some slippers.
3: Flight owned by Quentin Tarantino, I guess. Yeah, no, no, thanks on the the <laughs> bare feet ever. First of all, second of all,
4: on a plane, are you kidding me? I will say that the the rapper in the movie Three Gs, he was way Three ahead G's. of the he was way ahead of the curve in being. uh uh, Germophobic. Germaphobe. Yeah, he was way. He's about fifteen years ahead of it.
3: I will say they were definitely not flying Southwest. This is the largest fucking plane I've ever seen yeah. <laughs> in my life. It looked like a fucking cruise ship.
2: <laughs> yeah, and like, what is it uh, for a Hawaii to LAX? No, yeah, that's like one of those, like maybe LAX to London, maybe kind of flights.
4: There was an upstairs first class yeah, was and upstairs. Those, yeah. <laughs> those flights
2: exist, I, but they're like the fifteen hour plus flights.
3: Ah. Yeah, this yeah. I think this this movie and uh, Soul Plane are the two movies with planes that I've been like, that's not fucking real. <laughs> right. they're, they're basically a, they're the yacht. spaceship
2: from Fifth Element. Exactly. <laughs> basically the same thing.
3: So, Chris, you're involved with in the music industry. Let me ask you this. Is this movie sponsored by Fueled by Ramen or what? Because I, I heard <laughs> I heard a lot of Gym Class Heroes. We got the the Cobra Starship supergroup at the end, which by the way, I heard you talking beforehand. That song's a fucking bop. Um, well, <laughs>
4: You, here, here's what I'll say about this is I didn't know. Noti- I was kind of waiting for that song to play and it didn't play until the very end where they show like the music the credits, video. Yeah. I didn't notice any other music. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. I remember at the time, I don't know, being annoyed by that song. I, I don't think it's necessarily a very good song. And um it was specifically targeted towards snakes on a plane. I, I don't know. I But looking back on it, I think I tuned that song out, kind of, and I was ready to give it a good chance. Like, oh, this is probably good. I was probably just jaded at the time. I gotta say, I I, I watched the whole music video at the end, and I'm like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> this is a very bad song. This is this is. I mean, I do respect the fact that the song is specifically about the movie Snakes on a Plane. I do. Yeah. I do like that part of it, much like uh, Bobby Brown okay. on Our Own is about. Ghostbusters too, Ghostbusters very specifically. Too. I do love that. I just yes, eh, it's eh, the, the song a, is. I no, personally,
2: I like uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift.
4: That has its own oh. song.
3: That has its. You've never heard? Oh yeah. yeah. The, no, I don't. I'm know. not i am not going Yeah. dude. Yeah. Oh. That's the. That's honestly, I'll go on record. That's the best Fast and Furious movie. I've never seen any of those.
2: I haven't it's either. Just, <laughs>
3: really oh, watch, <laughs> yeah. watch three the first one kind of okay uh the second one is all right but three is really dope it introduces it's, this character of of han and it's it's great
2: it's one of those things that like it came out and you're like oh yeah i just never got around to it and then they made like a second a third you're like oh cool and then you blink and you're like there's like 12 of them and i'm like i don't have time
3: yeah I don't. i know think they one. did eventually hit space in this last one Wow, I'm pretty sure they actually did like drift used to be about yeah, those movies used to be about street racing, everyone. Yeah. um I think my biggest disappointment with uh, Cobra Starship is the fact that like that first video had Gabe from Midtown, the one dude from the academy is Travi from gym Class Heroes. I thought that was Cobra Starship. And then when I discovered like the album and realized it was just Gabe, I was kind of annoyed for an entire band to come together based around a, a B movie and actually have decent staying power because they had more hits.
4: Yeah, what what do you what does this have to do with the movie?
3: We got to get Cobra back to Starship, the movie. Cobra Starship, bro. It's the that's, whole thing's that. about the movie, dude. No, no, that, the, the band's name is Cobra Starship. Cobra I, I, is a snake. I can't Starship. This is, this is- Is a plane.
4: (laughs) I'm so prepared to talk about this movie and not talk about some (laughs) side project about- I'm
3: prepared to just not talk about this movie. Can we
2: talk about how they sprayed the plane or like to make sure they're like, just to make sure the snakes are really agitated? Like, I don't think that would actually be necessary. I think the snakes would be like, we paid for a coach ticket, and these flights are getting worse. <laughs> and they didn't even give us like free wine, and you had to pay for peanuts. Like the snakes are probably pissed, just from they know that first class is upstairs, and they're not getting jack shit. Yeah. They we're supposed to
3: be in first get... class, and Samuel Jackson came rolling up in here and took over first class, and now no, we're in. We're hanging out with this in cat. a box. So I'm gonna with this cat.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I mean, I didn't know why the snakes were so pissed because. It could be assumed that snakes, yeah, they're dangerous, they're poisonous, uh, you don't want to mess with them, but I would imagine that maybe if you just, uh, unless it could think it could eat you, you know, I think it might pass you by if you leave it alone. So they had to get these things instigated. For sure, exactly,
3: because that was even brought up in the movie at one point, where it was right. like, "Hey, if you're just if you just avoid them, they're not gonna be agitated, they're not gonna come at you." So they, they end base- up spraying all the flowers in the boxes mm-hmm. with these different pheromones that just they're piss they're them
2: basically off. like Bravo producers, and the snakes were like the housewives, and they're like, "Yeah, if we just leave the housewives alone, eh, but if we get them really shit faced, <laughs> now we got TV," and that's kind of the angle they played.
4: Sure, sure, and we got to talk about how things got rocking. And my boy, Tim Riggins, Taylor Kitsch, he could not wait to get in that bathroom, smoke a joint, and have sex at the same time. He could not, you could not hold Mile that boy
3: high. down. Yeah. Mile high club in so many ways. I love Lynn Shay's reaction to it too, where she's like, oh, I remember those days. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. And things get started because we pull the vent back and we get our first, I guess our first and only breast. Of the movie we do see a breast
3: yes with the cgi snake eating it and we get
4: we also get a a breast snake bite in in this um and these two get absolutely annihilated i thought my boy tim riggins was gonna last a little longer apparently his star was not shining brightly enough he would later become david koresh and you know various other roles on things but at this point he was just the first death
3: uh in this movie it was just the first death gotta start and somewhere snake, first death. snakes on a plane early resume so there's not a lot of substance to the story as a whole but there is a lot of great deaths of both people and snakes uh i want to talk to you guys about what some of your favorite moments are because my favorite moment is microwave snake 100 <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when he throws that snake in the microwave i'm like that snake's gonna like burst out and eat him but nope boom snake explodes fantastic so what are your guys' favorite moments in snakes on a plane
2: i feel like it's the big climatic like how it kind of all ends and how all the snakes are like no but i like seeing them get sucked out of the plane and like (laughs) flying out because i like to think i'm like maybe that was on their bucket list to skydive and then what about like maybe they survive and what if you're just outside one day gardening and a poisonous snake lands on you and then kills you like that poor asshole so i like to think about the after story of what happened to them but I think anything being sucked out of a plane is fun to watch. <laughs>
4: uh, that that plan of how to get the snakes out of the plane was completely insane, by the way. And I don't know why really? at one point then they stopped getting sucked out of the plane. Was it because he reached a certain altitude? I don't know how that works. With
3: I don't know how plane... that works either, but that's what they made it sound like. They reached a certain altitude and then they balanced the plane out. Okay. So apparently, guys, if you're ever in this situation... Shoot the windows, but make sure the plane is low enough and, and, to not hold suck on. you out of the plane. Yeah, exactly.
4: Hold on. Uh, I guess I got to be the guy to say that my favorite is the, the asshole British guy who we've been waiting to get killed the whole time. Yeah. Gets his head eaten <laughs> by a giant. Now, that snake, where did that snake come from and where did that snake go? It was go? like an
3: anaconda. That,
4: like... <laughs> that snake was enormous, and that's the only time we see it, and then no one seems to be worried about that whatever that 12 foot giant snake that can eat a guy, eat an entire man. We, we didn't yeah. see that snake again. No one was. And that
3: is, him. that is also the moment where justice is served for the dog, because yeah. literally that happens seconds after that British man. Yes. Being Gelsey's hero rips the dog out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and then Someone throws it, it at the snake for, for bait. He said, just get out of the bag and walk dog. You don't need to be carried. Yeah, he's like,
2: stop being a pussy. <laughs> you know, I know it's like I love animals, and I don't want to be on the record saying this, but I'm about to be on the record saying this. Like, if <laughs> I was in that situation, and I was like, something has to be sacrificed here—humans or the dog. Like,
0: you oh, one hundred percent
2: it's the circle of life. Like next step is the Donner party and you're just going to start chucking humans at it. So may as well start there. Take these little ones. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: Babies. The babies humans. are next. <laughs> that little blonde kid was already bit. Like, yeah,
2: well,
4: we got to give an honorable mention before we talk, we start talking kids. We got to give an honorable mention yeah. to the
3: dick bite. Are we going to talk about the dick that's bite? That's true. So w- we have to talk about the dick bite because literally when this guy goes to the bathroom, <laughs> he unzips his pants. And I wrote this down. So did I. <laughs> says, how's my big boy? Before he begins pissing.
2: <laughs> that's what I figured just always happened. I figured that that's what you guys did. That's
3: what we do. I didn't yeah.
2: even question it. I was like, oh, it's just a guy thing. That is what I
4: do. But- that being said, I did find that to be some pretty hack writing. <laughs> I want to know who yeah. who wrote that line. We're like, ah, that's good. That's a good line. Let's put that in the movie. <laughs> and then, you know, you know what happens from there. We know, all knew it was happening. We got a tit bite and we got a dick bite. Yeah. We both we knew Maybe that the
3: snake
2: thought, maybe he was confused and thought it was another
3: snake. So looking at the Wikipedia page, because we're always well-versed in research here at Horror Movie Night, um, apparently there were over 450 snakes used to represent the 30 different species of snakes. Now my biggest gripe with the movie is two thirds of the snakes were CG. I thought it was hundred percent. I didn't even know there were any no. snakes. That's pretty yeah, impressive. That, and actually, that's, that. that's exactly. That's what I thought as well. And uh, I texted my buddy as well and said, are there any real snakes in this movie? Because a lot of it looked cg i don't know if it was the way it was shot but no there were actually real snakes used during filming i wish we could have seen more of that i'm assuming that they were used for more of like the wide shots Mm. um of course i don't want to see the snakes actually attacking people but it felt like every time we were getting a close-up of a snake it was 2006 cgi which looks good for the it's time i think i think this was really well done for its time, watching it now, it's definitely a little dated.
4: Yeah, I mean, it is very 2006 dated for yeah. a lot of reasons. It's, yeah, you know that people were really impressed that someone on the plane had a phone that you could like take pictures. Oh and my you god, could god, send, send emails! Email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, why? No one was thinking ahead a little do you bit. You have a like, camera
3: genius <laughs> yeah. and a computer to send emails. This can do both. <laughs> right,
4: and we'll talk about this when we get to our double features. But th- it's funny how that time period which doesn't seem like that long ago, but when these dated references like that come in, it's like, whoa,
3: this is a
4: long time ago.
3: Well, that's even like the weird moment at the end, which we'll, we'll skip a little bit too. I'm sure we'll bounce back and forth, but when we get to the end and the big reveal at the end is that the flight attendant who they've been playing up as gay throughout the entire movie, his very attractive girlfriend comes up and hugs and kisses all over him and, The two other flight attendants are shocked and nothing brought me back to this moment in time, this 2006 period. than that where I'm like, what the fuck were we doing? (laughs) This is right
4: on the borderline of like the nineties. It was just, you know, nineties. And before it was just bad. Like you look back at that and you just shake your head. This is right at that moment where everyone was like, is saying something or something's gay, funny. This isn't funny anymore, right? Like I think the whole world was starting to realize it, but some people were still, not that there aren't plenty of people still behind, but this was that cultural moment where it was like, oh yeah
3: yeah everybody's been
4: being assholes for a long time
3: exactly it was just a moment where i was like i know this was played up for a bit but i don't think this was funny it was barely funny
4: i don't really think it's that offensive like i I get the humor no 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 no, no. oh this guy's a flight attendant that must mean he's gay but yeah oh look he's not gay that's funny but it's not really that funny (laughs) even at the
3: time don't really get it's, it too much. It's so weird. So weird. Back on the plane, um some of the moments I had issues with. Number one, if you have David Kochner, what's Rick, Captain Rick? Mm-hmm. If you have Captain Rick, okay, and he's bit, and he's like, you know what? I can still fly this plane. He's bit by a venomous snake. Why are we leaving him in the cockpit by himself?
4: Well the better oh, really? question the better question <laughs> Dylan is apparently apparently you can save somebody on this plane with a little bit of like club soda and like a yeah. razor blade <laughs> nobody's doing that for the guy flying the plane. No, we're yeah. just doing that for the kid because we couldn't possibly kill a kid in this movie or a baby that would, you know, that's, that's a question I had to ask both of you. Is this yeah. a horror movie? This, you know, if this was uh
3: hereditary, we're going to annihilate some kids and babies. That was my big thing is going into snakes on a plane and the amount it was built up as it's going to be this like wacky and crazy movie I did expect a moment where instead of him throwing the dog, he does just chuck the little blonde kid towards the, towards the snakes. I'm not saying it would make it good, but I feel like it would live up to its hype. Almost. I expected this to be crazier than it was based on that hype. When I originally I think
2: technically it. it's, it's considered an action film.
3: Yeah. Right. Technically.
2: Right. Yeah. So that's where a difference, you know, it's like, if it was more that like zany horror film
3: they would have chucked children action movie night
4: imagine what a fucked up horror director would have done with this same exact concept yeah imagine making this movie realistic that would actually i would love that movie a realistic snakes on a plane that would be pretty badass i think if the right person did this i'm gonna say everybody dies
3: I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit because like this is the perfect segue for it. And talking about uh, a movie you could watch along with this, were you guys aware that three days before this came out, there was an Asylum release called Snakes on a Train? What? No. What? No. So, so Asylum, the movie company, usually releases movies. I'm not sure they do it so much anymore, but they usually release movies that are similarly titled and have a similar plot to movies that are in theaters and three days before snakes on a plane came out snakes on a train came out now i've 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 never seen this but i'm i'm recommending this based off of this description it says although taking the same basic idea from snakes on a plane meaning many deadly snakes loose on a claustrophobic high-speed means of transportation the background story of how the snakes end up on the train differs a little bit and here we go in the film, a woman has been put under a Mayan curse, which causes snake eggs to hatch inside her belly and eat their way out. Wow. Um, so I think the movie that we're describing, Chris, where a horror director gets hold of this plot. <laughs> it's I snakes, think it's snakes on a train. On a
2: train. <laughs> <laughs> on a train.
4: Hey, can I ask you to what movie? Now you got to pair up a scary animal with a vehicle. What movie do we want to watch?
2: I mean, wasn't Life a pie basically that? Oh, that's true. Tiger in a boat. Tiger on a boat. <laughs> it was on a boat. great movie, by the way. Yeah. That movie was like a shot. I was like, oh, I'll watch it. And by the end, I'm like bawling. And I'm like, what the hell just happened to me? That tiger was sweet. I. It, I, it was sweet. T- tigers yeah,
4: will I, eat the fuck out of you, but they're pretty cool
2: looking. I'm, I'm the crazy basic bitch that went to Thailand and walked into a tiger cage for sure. Now I'm like, maybe those tigers were drugged and I feel bad. But
3: yeah. at the time, I was just kind of like, oh
2: shit, this is happening. And yeah.
3: So the first time I watched like, Oh, what was it? Tiger King or whatever? I realized. Uh, oh, my family went to that place in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. And I was like, I saw that guy, the one that's running like the crazy sex cult in Myrtle Beach right oh, now. Yeah, 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 I'm like,
1: oh, Just fuck. We
3: there. totally contributed to that guy's sex cult. <laughs>
4: yeah. Oh, man. I, <laughs> I, hate, I hate us for making Tiger King and the Associated People famous. Yes. I really hate I us agree. as yeah. a people for doing that because the whole time I'm watching this and, you know, I put it on, too, and then I'm watching it. And I'm yep. like, oh, wait a second. These people are animal abusers, and we're laughing yep. about it, and we're laughing yep. at their wacky personalities. Yep. These are terrible people that are abusing animals, and we made them famous. So, and That's I the think-
2: thing. It's like the real victims there were the tigers, yeah, and they're like, yep. this person's arm got bit off, and then he died, and like, yeah, sucks for them, but like, nah, it was the tigers. Yeah,
4: and let's put this lady on Dancing with the Stars now. This terrible yes. human. Let's. Put- I
3: mean, that's my big issue. Like, I totally understand. Like, what the original documentarians were doing. Like, making the first one and watching the first one. I'm like, okay, we should build from this and actually do something about it. Mm-hmm. Instead of, nope, we're making Tiger King two. We're putting Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars, as you said, Chris. We're making a mock series. Yeah. Um, an actual series right. based on it. And I'm like, which I do Jesus, love the I, actors in that series, but still I do too. And I can't do it. I can't do, it. I, Cameron, can't like, do it.
2: I know the guy from yeah.
4: shrill, the guy from shrill plays him. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. that guy. It's he was, uh, he created Hedwig in the angry inch, which is like, Oh, yes. Really? Oh, yeah.
3: so good. Yeah. I can't, I can't watch it. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. I, and I think it's, it's a mixture of, I don't feel right supporting it, but also, I'm so overblown with it. Like, I'm so tired That's the thing. It's I'm kind of boring these now. these damn people. <laughs>
2: well, what? And they're going to make a series of, like, everything we already watched, the actual... We, like, watched the documentary of it really happening. Exactly. They're like, no, here's actors replaying exactly what you just watched. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm bored. Yeah. I
3: think that was at, at one point Trey Parker and Matt Stone said, we're done bringing up the president on South Park because the reality is much more hilarious than anything we could actually write. Yeah, So I think that's similar to the, the tiger King situation where it's Mm -hmm. like, how do you make this crazier than it actually was? You really can't.
4: Right. Yeah. It's like Alec Baldwin doing a Trump impression. That was the least funny thing I've ever seen in my life for like years. He was terrible at it and it wasn't funny because the real thing was crazier than the parody. So how is that ever going to, that's not funny at least the guy who does the impression now is good at it (laughs) the the new guy that guy's actually amazing at it a couple other things about this movie i want to talk about one yeah i don't have like a real fancy setup in my house i just have like you know a nice uh, samsung tv and a sound bar yeah and i had it turned up you know movie style it's movie night me watching snakes on a plane with my cats and that this the score, whatever you call it, the, the sound effects in the movie, they were shaking the floor. I was actually yeah. impressed for a movie from 2006, the the way it used my soundbar. I thought that was really good. I also want to talk about these scenes where the scene, the scene where all hell broke loose, the oxygen masks fall down, snakes are everywhere. It's my
2: favorite. Yeah.
4: Yeah, but it kind of reminded me of like a Game of Thrones moment where – I'm just wondering, like, how is not everybody getting bitten and killed? That's like in the war scenes in Game of Thrones. I'm like, how is anyone surviving this? And apparently only you just go like that. <laughs> just mail your
3: arms around and you could get the well, snake. Well that's out the of thing. If this was real, all of those people fucking dead. Yeah. Yeah. All right. of them. Yeah. All of them dead. I mean, if, if, if Eddie Kim got the most venomous snakes in the world, mm-hmm. that kid is not making it to LA like that kid got bit like because you you watch the end where they bring in the snake handler and he got bit by whatever venomous snake he had And he's like I've got seven minutes to live right. well, why didn't we just load up the plane with all of those snakes that gives people seven minutes to live. Cause we're about an hour from LA right now. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> would not the snakes though, just kind of like, like, I know that they sprayed whatever. And so they're like, nah, we're pissed. Sir. Like that's their evil snakes. But um, like, for the most part, they would just kind of coil up and just be like in the corner, even though they're poisonous. Like I've seen Indiana Jones and he falls into a whole pit of them. And yeah, like don't get in their face, but you just kind of stand in one place. And then the snakes kind of stand in their place. And like, Indiana Jones would have killed that plane. He'd have been like, I know how to handle this. I hate this, but I can
3: handle it. I know, it. but th- that's but that's real life. If you're naming a movie Snakes on a Plane, I want to see <laughs> pissed off We're, fucking snakes. You want to see a being eaten people. by a snake.
2: That's what you want, and yes, you got it.
3: Yes, exactly. <laughs> we are trying to
4: apply logic to a movie called Snakes on a snakes Plane. Snakes on a Plane. Uh, I Hey, I got a question for both of you.
3: How yeah, I, what's up? How
4: do we feel about Bobby Connevalli? You don't know who I'm talking about. Oh, oh okay. Okay. No, yeah, I don't. Yes. I think he, yes, in this movie, he plays the FBI agent on the ground who's trying to find the guy yes. who has the uh things. He was on Boardwalk Empire, he was one of the most disturbing yes. characters ever. He was in the remake of Annie, uh, the movie. Um, oh and, God, he and he's just oh,
3: this wait, super yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I absolutely love him. I did not know his real name, honestly, yeah, yeah, when I, you said it.
2: <laughs> I do, and I my name, no, yeah, he's married to Rose Burns. Um, yes. I think he's okay, yeah. a brilliant actor, because Boardwalk Empire, yeah, you said that, and I was like, I need a picture. Um, He's Jip on Boardwalk Empire, right? Was that his name? Yeah. He's, like, yep. so good. And then, um, I don't know, he's in, like, a shitload of comedies, too. Uh, he was right. in Spy. I thought he was great in that. Like, you could just tell he's, like, a real funny, fun person, but has a great talent. But, yeah, in this I feel like it was still kind of the beginning of his... This is not his prime moment.
3: Yeah. I feel like some of the stuff he's in, he's just playing him. I,
2: well, that's like what that's, I'm
3: saying. That's kind of what I see. He
4: seems like a, like a giant asshole in, in everything.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, Jip... Jip he and Bor- would be a good Billy Zane Titanic. Oh, he
3: would. That... Yeah
4: yeah the, yeah this guy this guy is scary but anyway yeah this is this is early in his career w- what's funny is is we we make our way through this you know we have our enough is enough i've had enough of these motherfucking so, well, planes moments the,
3: actually like that line's awesome but the setup is awful they yeah. are like hey we're gonna shoot the 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 windows out um tie yourself down Right. I've had it with these mother I'm like what the f- what just happened? You guys just came up with a plan. Why are we yelling? Now? Yeah. I, <laughs> Yell when shit's going wrong. We're coming up with a good plan now. Why are you screaming?
4: I was waiting for the line the whole movie. I'm like did I, I did I, did I, I miss it? It, for it? Did I miss yeah. it? I thought it would happen right when the snakes happened. I didn't realize it was at that point. He had enough of the snakes. He's
2: not sick of it yeah. yet, though. If they, if it's He's right when you, when it He's happens, like I'm, you right like, I'm sick of snakes. this. It's like it's been thirty seconds. I know this is scary and it's bullshit, but you can't be sick of it yet. So but he had to be sick, sick of it. it when
3: he was in the cockpit and been... like the cargo portion. Like, nah, not all that. But when we're upstairs, we have figured out a solution. Now I'm gonna scream about it. <laughs> he that's, that was his threshold.
2: He had a pretty big snakes on a plane threshold. And that was just his breaking moment. Like you never know when you're going to snap and he
4: snapped. I'm looking forward to the realistic remake of this movie, the disturbing remake. I don't know what horror movie, (sighs) who would do a good job with the, the, the realistic version of this. I feel like this would have to be, I feel like South Korea has been doing a really great job with the the horror movies. So I think that, you know, this movie couldn't be made here. I I, I don't know.
3: No, If it was ma- if it was like, it, if you you could take it two ways, you could go that route, or you could go the A twenty four route, and maybe yeah. the snakes were just in people's minds. Maybe the, <laughs> the, the <laughs> they were psychological snakes the whole time.
4: That's what you thought. I thought Ari Aster would do a good job, but then I'm like, wait, how would he do this? That's
3: exactly what he would do. It would be like brutal gore the entire time. And then the plane lands and people just walk off. And it's just mm. this one dude. That's like, oh, right. fucking snakes. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no snakes the right. entire time. Speaking like, of the a, ending,
4: can we talk about? Sorry,
3: the ending? Yes. Keenan, Keenan Thompson. So yeah. he's, he's playing a PSP the entire time. And basically it's hinted at that. He's, he's a good pilot. Cause at the end, uh samuel jackson's like we need somebody to pl- fly this motherfucking plane that's got these motherfucking snakes on it so he goes out and three g's is like my boy can do it and his boy is keenan thompson i don't remember his character's name and he's like all right yeah yeah i can do this he goes in the cockpit starts flying and it's revealed that he does have two thousand hours of flight experience but it's flight simulator on the PlayStation 2.
2: Yeah, just cuz I play like Mario Kart does not mean I'm ready for like the Formula 1. <laughs> right. That's but like it, but my it, thought,
3: but But it works out and what we it get It does work out.
4: What we get we get a false. We get that false like last moment when you think everything's going to be okay and we find out and Samuel Jackson blasts the snake off of your boy Puka Shell Kyle's Puka chest. Puka Shell
3: Kyle. Yeah. He was
4: wearing a bulletproof vest, so he's all right. And then what we get is the happiest ending I've ever seen to a movie.
3: Them surfing! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I I was like, maybe I do like this movie. <laughs> I, I think I think the movie should have ended with Samuel Jackson actually <laughs> shooting that guy in the chest, <laughs> dude. Because I would have been like, all right, this is <laughs> this is the greatest movie ever made. Because that was out of nowhere. Well,
4: no, what I thought. And I was waiting for it. Actually, I'm like, no, they're not gonna do it, are they? I Think was waiting to kill him. I was no, I was waiting for them to be surfing, and then a shark. A, <laughs> a shark comes <shark. laughs> along. <shark. laughs> <laughs> which would have awesome. been would have been the greatest ending ever. You just survived. Oh my god! A thousand snakes on a plane, and you go surfing, and here comes the shark. Takes him out end of movies roll the stupid cobra starship song <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and then I, I i think that would have made this i don't know i would have at least been able to make this a little bit of a horror horror movie yeah this this doesn't yeah. really count as a I, would been, I would have been movie. For yeah. honestly
3: there was a moment where when he does shoot uh sean in the chest i was hoping that like it was revealed that samuel jackson's been working with eddie kim this whole oh. time and he was just waiting for that particular moment to do something i don't know i thought that would have been kind of cool but it does end on a happy note and then we get uh the great cobra starship Yeah, uh, but before video. that
4: before that i have to ask you guys <laughs>
3: what what
4: do sam jackson and juliana margulies hook up or not it's not it that feels- was so
3: fucking stupid I hated that. I absolutely hated that. When they hug in the in the cargo portion, I'm like, he's going to kiss her. This is stupid. There's no chemistry there whatsoever. No. There's no hinting at a romance except for that. And then they get off the plane. And he's like, well, I think I owe you a dinner. I'll take you up on that. And I'm like, this is dumb. I this think is it's that, kind of like a, that early two thousand shit.
2: But they went through a traumatic experience together. And sometimes that bonds people.
3: I I felt like I don't like know. I'm was, trying to make it psychologically I know. work. It, I, I agree felt there, like there was this nothing is there. Such a force, like early two thousands. We've got a lead woman, we've got a lead male. We need to have them get together. Well, what point.
4: about what about question? What about Kyle? Is that his name in the movie? Kyle? It's Sean. Oh, Sean. Puka Sean.
3: Sean and one flight attendant are who, perfect
4: together. Puka Sean <laughs> and <laughs> Blonde flight attendant, aka the girl from the Limp Biscuit Nookie music video. <laughs> oh my god.
3: That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, that's
4: who that's. <laughs> that would've is. been a
3: great credit song. Yeah, yeah.
4: See, that would have been a that would have been a little bit better, I think. That's Snakes on a plane, right? That's Snakes on a yeah,
3: plane. Yeah, That that's... is Snakes on a Plane. I guess thank you, Gelsey, for this pick.
2: Uh, You're Kelsey. welcome. You guys know you loved it. You know you loved
3: it. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I, I've seen... Way- I didn't mind it, honestly. I just I just like playing uh, devil's advocate. I've seen
4: way worse, especially oh, 100% Especially worse. if we're talking... Well, I know, this isn't technically a horror movie, but if we're talking horror movies, I've seen, you know, this is yeah. better than 99% of them.
0: Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Fem Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network.
1: We're making an ad. Snapping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm -hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020.
2: (laughs) So um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping
1: Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it.
2: The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape.
1: Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the end. That's the end.
4: That's the the end. Here's the question. Maybe we'll start with Gelsey. What's your double feature with this movie?
2: I got it. It is uh, 1999, Lake Placid. Oh, okay. We're going. You know, gonna go with like a reptiles gonna eat people theme.
3: All right. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's a good choice. I'm gonna stick with that theme and go with '97's Anaconda. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All
4: right. I'm going to go on a real, uh, a completely different route here. My double feature with this movie is I love you, man. It is similar in so many ways. It is an all-star cast of people who became more famous after the fact. It has very dated references. Like Paul Rudd has like an iPhone one in it. And you're just like, oh man, this is this is so dated. Like, so many things about this movie um, just seem to match up with that. And it's, you know, we didn't really mention this, but this is, movie's kind of a comedy, too.
2: It, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably an action comedy. It's not comedy. a great
3: comedy, but no, it's no. it definitely attempts to be funny. It can be action, I think. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah,
4: they were trying. They were trying. How about what did you guys watch, read, or listen to this week? Anything
3: interesting? Currently, I'm reading a book called Between Two Fires. Um, it's about uh, demons and angels, and demons have realized that God is currently uh, sleeping and not protecting his loved ones is the humans anymore it's set during the black plague and we are dealing with two characters a little girl who can see angels and talk to them and basically her guide very uh wolf in the cub type deal there i guess a uh, more recent reference would be the mandalorian Gotcha. Uh, took inspiration from that as well. But Ooh. it's really messed up, but that's what I'm reading. I'm currently playing Elden Ring, so you guys need to be playing Elden Ring and watching Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How
2: about you, Gelsey? Yeah, um, I'm a little late to the game where I got a few weeks behind, but I'm finishing up uh Pam and Tommy on Hulu.
1: Hmm.
2: Great series. Nice. Really enjoy. It. I think the actors did a phenomenal job. Yeah. And you You get, you know, last night I was like almost over and I was like, damn, I feel like awful for Pam Anderson. And I think when we saw it unfold real time in the 90s, you're like, oh gosh, you know, she's got huge tits and the playboy girl and like she has a sex tape. But it's, I think it was really awesome for them to bring their side of it forward. And you're like, oh my God, they're complete victims. And this is the worst thing that could happen to somebody.
3: Well, it's nice that we're seeing stuff like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's very similar to when the Britney Spears documentary came out. Uh, Last year, where we're seeing that side of it and how awful people were to her during that time, during the early two thousands and the late nineties. So yeah, that was crazy to see this side of it. Yeah, yeah, it is good
2: that we're kind of like getting. I do love Britney, but man, she's her Instagram lately. I'm like, girl, (laughs) you're on one. She's like, here are my tits, and yeah, Yeah. (laughs) live your free life, Britney. Live your free life. Um, Yeah, that's kind of what I'm watching. I'm always watching different movies. Chrome back snakes in a plane um i'm listening to this new podcast that i found called before my time with
4: oh that's a, awesome a good one i've heard that great. one it is a
3: good one yeah
2: you know and the, they talk about things that happened before our time that is fun to talk about be it pop culture history literature so you should check it out
4: i just listened to the episode of, of that one about singing in the rain that was a good one.
3: And you actually you actually racked my brain a little bit. I didn't know we were going to bring up podcasts we were listening to as well. I know it's the, the middle of March, but, you know, some of these days feel like cold winters. Mm. Christmas 365. Uh, those guys talk about Christmas 365 days a year. But I promise you that they get off topic more than once. So you do not need to just be a Christmas fan to listen to them. Great folks over there. What about you, Chris? I'm subscribed to that one too.
4: Um, I have been pretty busy. I do enjoy TV, especially when it's time to relax at night. I love HBO. And I the most recent thing I watched is I have finished the season of Euphoria. Pretty controversial, strange, weird show. I don't know how I feel about certain aspects of it. I think it's an artistic masterpiece in certain ways, but then in other, wa- in other ways, I feel like it is pretty icky <laughs> in certain yeah, ways. Yeah, I can't watch it. Yeah. It, it makes
3: me depressed. I-
4: <laughs> it doesn't make me depressed. It just, I, I like it. I just think there are some things about it that are pretty
3: unnecessary. I feel like if Euphoria would have came out around my, like, Harmony Korine is the greatest creator of all time and kids was an amazing movie i feel like if euphoria came out around that time of my life when i was into watching like like the dark and gritty stuff i would 100 enjoy it but i feel right. like i just i can't do it anymore um mm. i i know there's definitely value in the show it's just not right now, man. Well, the
4: the, yeah. the value in the show, I will say first and foremost, is Z- Zendaya is like yeah. the greatest actress and she will go down as like, you For know, sure. she'll win every award over the course of our lifetimes. And uh, she's incredible, as is a lot of the cast. And the writing is good, but questionable. And the cinematography is amazing, beautiful. It's like a real work of art. So, yeah, I enjoy that. And, um, and you brought, only because you brought him up, Dylan, I would highly recommend everybody go watch Harmony Corinne's appearances on David Letterman from like the 90s, because oh, it is a, absolutely amazing. He ended up getting banned after the third time he was on. But you just, it'll blow your mind. Just go YouTube Harmony Corinne on David Letterman, and you won't believe what you're seeing. And otherwise, I've been listening to a podcast called One Hit Thunder, where uh, the hosts and a special guest dive in to a one hit wonder from the past and decide if the song brought the one hit thunder or was nothing more than a one hit blunder. Ooh, that,
3: I, I absolutely love that. My favorite episode was uh, Real Big Fish's Sellout. Absolutely dig that song and that episode. I'll that have you to guys check did. that one out love that song
2: i don't know yeah i've definitely listened to that podcast it's awesome there's there's an awesome episode on the archie sugar sugar one of my personal favorite
3: songs so crazy i'll have
4: to check that one out for sure
3: for sure well those were our recommends guys thank you for joining us for this uh one-off of action movie night uh snakes on a plane we will be back next week and we will see you then
0: You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the fem Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, FemRegard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network.
1: We're making an ad. Snapping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. (laughs) So, um, what would be the
2: script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast?
1: Listen to this damn show. Damn it.
2: The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by
1: Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the end. That's the end. That's the end.
0: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.